Uh, I guess we talked about the paper, right? I mean, while we run one's late, that's just too bad. Just to remind you, the paper's due next week, right? So I'm glad I said something. saying, But I thought it was due next week. Um, so it's due next week, right? So so let me remind you what it is, and then we can we can start talking about these weird subway stuff. Did anyone do them the same day? I did it the same day, and it was worth doing it the same day because it was shocking. It was really shocking. Um, so the paper, I, I said so last time, she had three sections, and really three paragraphs. It's a paragraph, really just a section of the argument. Um, it is a rhetorical analysis, but to do a rhetorical analysis, you have to first look down the exposition of the We've been trying, anyway, to uh, employ those four philosophers and the political methods implicit in them uh, sequentially. We haven't always done it with the same uh, emphasis as uh, all of them together. Um, but we did see, in, in many cases, that when you shifted from one philosopher to another, you shifted to a whole different set of issues and a whole different set of concerns. A whole different set of judgments too, right? If you were to force yourself to make them, so it, there's no method without a philosophical basis for it, right? Even the method that you're using in your your Zola class of everybody taking a different theme and examining the same novel through it is in fact a method, right? It's not methodless. Um, so whenever whenever there's some sort of intelligent uh, direction of inquiry, like philosophy, the basis of it. So you want to start off with an exposition of what the philosopher is saying. Right? Um, one of them, right? You only, have, you only do one, right? You have to do all four. Then it seems natural to, and this is not as easy as it looks, uh, extract a method of analysis from it. And you see that that's not so easy because we sometimes vary around not knowing exactly how to go about doing the analysis ourselves, right? Do we begin an Aristotelian analysis with the audience? Do we begin it with the ethos? Where do we begin it? Right? Um, what constitutes a platonic analysis? Right? Sometimes it's, it's sort of self-evident. Sometimes it's not so easy to say. You want to uh, come to some statement before you start actually examining the thing of what it is you're going to be doing right? so that you know what you're doing. Method is a fancy way of saying uh, structure of interrogation. You're really interrogating the thing, right? You're asking questions. That's just a fancy way of saying asking questions. Now that I think about it. Um, but you don't ask questions at random about things. You ask questions with a with a uh, sense of where what it is that you want to extract from the thing. Um, a doctor who takes a case history asks you questions. He doesn't ask you at random. He asks them with a purpose and in an order. Uh, I guess the name 20 questions also has an order, right? Skilled players of that game not usually have a program that they're pursuing, right? They ask questions at random and turn up nothing. Uh, so you want to, after you expose the method, you want to say, the method, in fact, you could just begin by saying, the method of interrogation, a method of rhetorical analysis, coincident with this philosophy would be as follows. And then say it, right, whatever it happens to be. And then the third section is obviously the 
to go on and do the analysis of the thing, whatever you're writing about, uh, in those terms, obviously, right? Obviously, the three paragraphs should be consistent with each other. You shouldn't just stick around from one thing to another and see what happens. I, yeah, I don't care what the object is that you're doing. You just, you know, see what happens. Questions? It's all too clear. Do we have to get this, to get started? Yeah, so do that. Um, you know, the only value of the paper is with uh, split. I mean, you're all seniors, right? So I need to tell you that the only benefit that you're ever going to get from anything is exactly proportional to the amount of effort you put into it. Right? That doesn't come to any, as news to anybody, right? So if you take it seriously, uh, you'll be able to get something out of it. And if you don't, you won't. But then that's sort of the nature of reality, right? So it can't be canceled for the benefit of anybody, actually, when I think about it. Uh, no questions. We really have to get started. A lot of you haven't done this stuff. Um, also, how easy it looks. Uh, what would you actually say if you're, if you're doing an exposition of Cicero? Say for Cicero, there are four issues, and then you could outline the issues. Right? That wouldn't be an exposition of the philosophy that makes those four issues the actual issues, right? Where would you actually begin an exposition of Cicero's philosophy? Well, you could begin it with the universe of perspectival, with the perspectival universe, right? There's only a, only a universe where different frames of references exist that they can collide, right? Uh, so. You could easily begin a, uh, an exposition of Cicero with the idea that everybody has a different perspective and reality is mediated by frames of reference. Right? That's not the evident way to do it. He doesn't begin there himself because he's not doing that. He begins with some begins someplace else. That would be one way of expounding Cicero. Another way to do it would be the power of language to create reality, right? which is another main idea in Cicero. And if you started with the linguistic element, you could you could organize the issues on that basis. So it's not self-evident that how to, how to go about it. But our, we started our exposition of Aristotle with the distinction between science and rhetoric, or between truth and opinion, right? knowledge and opinion. Um, and that would also be one way to do it. The other way to begin it would be with the idea of persuasion and use Aristotle's typical elaboration of the concept. Um, Persuade the persuaded, the persuader, the thing persuaded of, and the end of persuasion. Right? So all those are eligible. That is to say, they're all reasonable ways of starting an exposition of these guys. And where would you start the exposition of Plato? Right? It really is not as easy as it looks either, because you could begin with the distinction between uh, appearance and reality sensible and the intelligible, or you could begin with the idea of dialectic, or you could begin with the idea of there being a left hand and a right hand, right? Any of those things would do it, or you could begin with the beginning of the whole and the part that excludes the understanding of the whole. So there are more than one ways to go about it, and you, know, you have to sort of think about which one you want to do. Everyone's looking at me blankly, yes? All right, so that's the paper. See what happens.
uh, and then we'll, and that would be it. How do you like that? Some of you have a class on Friday, so this won't actually be the last session. You know, when we get to it. So, it'll be close, though. So, go out with a bang. All right. What should we do with these subway stations? <laughs> One of the weirder experiences. Yeah. It was a weird experience. It was head spinning. You know, I don't know exactly why. I've been on the subway my whole life. <laughs> that was the strangest day I've ever stopped on the subway. And you know, one thing about the train being on the outside, not inside the tunnel, is that everybody can talk to their phones all the time. And everyone was doing that when the train I was taking in different languages. And they were completely ignoring each other, which I've never really seen. Not just in the middle of Brooklyn, in the middle, in a place in Brooklyn that you don't expect to be in the middle of Brooklyn. That's the other thing. What is this? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, you expected Harry Truman to be rocking in one of those chairs. You Cracker barrels. This is, the, this is the New York idea of the, of the sticks, right? You expect a mom pa kettle. Some, whatever they are. Oh, yes. Well, that was, I thought that was a little inauthentic. I don't really think that was a giggles in a way. I didn't smell anything. All right. So, all right, weird. We got it. So, should we start with Avenue H? How do you want to do it? Avenue H? Or that other weird station? Well, we have to make a resolution here. That's the, this is the example of it. What, who's, who's the speaker? I mean, we could we could treat it as as a single thing. We could treat the subway system as being a speaker, right? and then we could say there's two stations. But the problem with that is it leaves out everything in between. Right? So it's, we're not dealing with the whole subway system. Maybe we should deal with the one and then the other and see if we can come up with a uh, bad relation. You want to do Avenue H first? Okay. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> it's clear that, it's clear that the station house existed before the train, the track. It's clear because the material that goes into it, the stairway, is not the same as the material that's there. They weren't built at the same time and out of the same. Tracks are the, the stairs that lead to the tracks are subordinate to the station house, and then they kind of wrap around in, a, in an odd way. The, um, the Brooklyn bound track, you don't just walk out 
um, if you go down, you don't just walk out, you kind of have to walk around and exit. Um, we can exit to the other side, though. Yeah, yeah. but then it's that one that goes down the apartment. Yeah. And that is completely different from this building that it leads to. Yeah. That's fair enough. And they could have, they could have made it continuous, but they didn't. Okay, different times. Anything else about that? Anything else about different times? Thing? But it doesn't necessarily give them an order. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't. There could have been repairs done to the to the tracks, or like I don't think that the station house necessarily existed before the tracks did. You mean you don't, you don't think it's taken to be, or rhetorically intended to be taken? So I think it's rhetorically intended to be taken. Oh, or to say that it is. Well, that's what we're looking for. Um, yeah, another sort of way that there is um, the, um, the turnstiles within the, the station house are just like they're very obviously not made with. Versus the wood and the. Uh, That's good. Yeah. In terms of materials. Yeah. There was also that sus like metal suspension mechanism that tied to the corners in the top of the house. I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't feel necessary. Yeah. You know, it's on it tied to the chimney. Yeah. Which yeah. Is actually a chimney, but it's read exactly it's like a chimney. Like a chimney. Yeah. It, the, yeah. The chimney. <laughs> for the sake of being for the sake of being a station house, right? Uh, also, sort of indicates that something was there before. So, what about those metal things tying into the thing? No, they, did, they didn't seem like they were. I mean, if, if there was sort of a dichotomy of material before and after, it didn't really seem to fit into either of those. Uh, it looks like a repair. It, yeah, it felt like it was a repair to maintain that structure that may have been. Polyurethane mentioned also brings brings up that the wood was recently refinished yeah. or repainted at least. I think that contributes to the maintenance. The polyurethane means these with earth paint braces, I guess you'd call them. Um, As well on the outside, they had the wooden poles that had the optimumness with the naturalistic wood. One of them had an extension of metal. Wood is support for it, either for a sprinkler system or something from the garden. So that would also be an indicator that it was added to the already wooden framework. Okay, I didn't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Metal braces. Metal, if you go inside of the house and you look up, that chimney structure had this metal frame around it. Oh, okay. The walls that went down the corner. Whatever the maintenance was, it was not there. It was at least there was some other question if there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. If you go on materials inside and outside, the outside cedar shingles, and then the inside subway tiles, so this was transitioning. Oh, I think. 
Well, it's still a little bit much first. Was the subway tiles the usual subway tile size? What's the usual? I don't know the usual subway tiles. I mean, like my bathroom. I feel like the subway uses the subway tiles. Why is there any tiles? Probably true. Well, I'm not sure. Well, the IND and the IRT. I think in shape they were. What is the word I'm looking for? They have those little mosaic type tiles that they use often, but then they have the larger white tiles that they use, and then there's tiles that go on the ground. It's the white tiles, the classic subway tiles, which are sort of like that size. Is that the full set? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. The thing would be like that, right? They're like. Fluorescent bulbs. They were not wood, but they were cast to look exactly like wood. I went in going evening, so it was dark, and I thought they were going to be wood and rock, and I sat down there and was shocked. 
<laughs> but there was metal. Yeah, both in the material and in the... They didn't move. They were fixed. So they were fixed rocking chairs. Weren't the Steven Shingles also cement cast as wooden chairs? They weren't really... The ones on the wall were. On the outside of the... Yeah, on the outside. Yeah. The colored ones? Those weren't wood, were they? They were they were cast to look like yeah. wood. They're like a so so of, I think I think they're I think they're probably cement actually. So that's another <laughs> there is a theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the lamps. What about the wooden splats on the inside of the of the uh, whatever that is? Yeah. Those were wood. Those were wood. Yeah. They were fixed to the ground in a way that made it seem like they weren't doing any structural work. Yeah. Probably not. How do we know that? Well, just the joints where they weren't standing full. Yeah. Okay, so that, that would do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would prove that they weren't holding up. Well, they weren't holding up anymore. Well, no, the theme really is a marching. Um, maybe those two stations are more alike than we thought. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this adds to it, but there's something about the style of the houses a lot like the style of the houses close to it. Except the background. <laughs> no, okay. But like, if you, if you see the wall from the outside, Call that when there's like these like things of wood shingles. I don't I don't know the word, so it doesn't matter because <laughs> I'm not gonna recognize the word. Anymore. <laughs> so there's probably a word, and it's like like um, <laughs> what do you mean like the molding? Like stripes of wood, and like the other houses were also like stripes of wood, and there's always obviously, obviously um, a roof. Sorry. <laughs> like the black side with a with um 
I see, I see. So there's a sign on both sides of the house. Yes. But it's strange. But it's strange, though, because it, it looks like it's tucked under the awning, so it's not super visible. Tucked under yeah. the awning, it looks like, um, you know, like, like almost like, you know, the, the Kelly's house or something like that, right? Like a mailbox kind of thing. Um, not like a subway sign, because it being tucked really makes a difference, right? Because you have to close up to see it. So it does conceal itself to that extent. Well, the train itself doesn't. Trusses that were holding up the the uh, canopy on the platform were, were unique to that station. There wasn't any other stations on the way in. And they were also elusive to the roof line. The stations are actually pretty variable as you go down. Like they're not. You you, you can tell that one station is different from the next. Like, they'll tell you a new Kirk and then they will, they all look different. They all do look different. But this one this this was new. You know, the other stations didn't have the blockage to the street, right? And so that was another feature of it. It was also, once you got to the Avenue H, you were more above ground than you were the, the previous step. True. You that's true. I don't know whether that would continue down the line. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, there were yellow numbers painted on the blue posts, and they, they went chronologically. That's a good picture. Where, where is that? The platform is connected to the station house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Down from the, from the Brooklyn Bound into the station house. Yeah, it's just deserted. Just hold it up. Yeah, no, it's not. It's like a black hole. Once you cross that open horizon, you get sucked back into the famous tomb. Ah, yes. I do see it. No, there's a lot of um, trellis work, I guess you could say. That, that would be insignificant except in relation to the architectural style of the space map. Um, <laughs> yeah. The windows in the station house that look out onto the porch, they're made to look, at least they seem like they were made, they're wavy, right? Like if you see through them, they're not, it's yeah. not like a, so that's like a, references is what we're really getting here out of this. There's also, you have to step onto the, onto the porch and then step into the station house. Yeah. Well, unless you go around the back. Right, okay. But you go if you're coming from the other side of the tracks, right. like you don't go to the station house at all. Right. But if you go to the station house, you, you can be coming, coming through. The experience is continuous of stepping up into the station house and the old building. Not the place where the, where the subway attendant sits. It's a dead end of both sides. Just two sides. One dead end on the one street, and one side on the other street that says dead end as well. Where, where, the, where the clerk sits. Oh, inside. Oh, I thought it was like in the place. The little station They all live in really well-marked staff bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those three old doors. Yeah. Those labels. Three green painted doors. That was remarkable. But not as remarkable as the fact that there was actually a public bathroom in the Hudson Yard station. What? Yeah. It's the first time in like a hundred years since the subway. You know, they all have yeah. bathrooms, but they're all they're all closed off in the 60s. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were too dangerous. So that was a shock. That, we'll, we'll get to that. Did you have a feeling, I'm not sure if you guys will agree, but it seemed like a very small station compared to other stations. The inside of it, even 
stations that have only one stop, like only one thing going through, the space inside is really, really small. No, inside the house, it's really small. It didn't seem like, I, I kept thinking that if, I, if that were built for a subway station, it would have been larger. Because, I mean, can you fit a wheelchair or something like that in there? One way to establish that is how many turnstiles are there? Two. Two. Two or three. 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 And they left the chimney, right? So not only do they leave it, they place support on it to keep it there. And are there are there the textiles like two, 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 and then one? I, I saw three all together in one line, and I believe it was the, the emergency door was on the other side of the chimney. Oh yeah. I thought the emergency door was on the same side. So it was I thought it was the But it is from the other side. It is? Yes, it is. From the yeah, other side of the tracks, yeah, yeah. from the other station house, it is. It's only southbound. Or would anyone want to go further in the book? Sorry, the box. Right. Why do you need two tracks? <laughs> want to get out of there? <laughs> It's not still old, as we've seen by the fact that it's been redone, but everything seems to be redone to sort of make it look or refer to the, what, I, I don't want to 
to say what it was because I don't know what, what it seems like it was. It looks like it's yeah. what it wishes it was. The image of it doesn't think it's all. Um, it's own it's own image, its own history. History? We haven't used that word, it's interesting. It seems like the history is less important than the That seems to be the architectonic idea that it's referential to something older, whatever that was. Um, that's good. Yeah. You know how long the station is there for? Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, from a historical perspective, like, about the design of it, like, what was the intention behind it? And, like, in other cases, I feel like the two buildings that we looked at, they were either able to talk about them or they In some ways, it's in Quinnigate earlier than the 30s. Right. So we're not talking about anything as old as that building. Or it's just like an open, like the building, whatever was there from 1909. 1909. It was there before the kids turned into the house. But it wasn't preserved. It was stored. Adjusted. It wasn't quite adjusted. It wasn't restored. It was just adapted. Adapted, but it wasn't just adapted because it was adapted in such a way as to preserve as much of its original shape as, as what did preserve. The adaptation, they, or the preservation, is so the, the steel supports the, the braces. If they were trying to preserve, they wouldn't have done them like that because they're so obvious. So it seems to me that the, the act of preservation is mostly in the rocking chairs. Well, let's let's look. It's not even, that's not even Which is preserving the idea of it being old, or like preserving some sort of. The rocking chairs don't hold The use of the new elements isn't serving its new purpose, though. Well, I think. The, the logs that are like now plastic or whatever material that is, that's not, that has nothing to do with it being a subway stop. Right, so right. why it's are they using... Preserving the building. So an adaptation isn't quite the word we want. Yeah, it's not being adapted to I don't think they're doing just one thing, though. I yeah, think I agree it's with a that. consistent gesture. I agree with that. I think it's adaptation as a 
I think there's things that are in there that are doing one thing and things that are in there that are doing different. I agree with that. They're just there to look like wooden posts. They're there yeah. to look like wooden posts. They're not actually supported. You wouldn't use those posts for that. You use posts made out of wood that look like posts, not that look like logs. Right. It, it, it's a little bit like oh, an amusement park or something. Yeah. 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 Is there a word for that? Um, Disnification? No. <laughs> I'm sure that's a class. There is a class at Parsons where you're supposed to find something that's priceless and figure out a way to put a price on it. What? <laughs> I missed that part. I'm sorry. But maybe you can sign in as, you know, graduate students? Is there a graduate class in that? Memorial isn't bad, but, it, but again, <laughs> Adapting it while trying to reference it. Yeah. To reference what it was. Yeah. Seems like they all sat down in the meeting and they're like, we need this to be a subway station, but we like this whole thing. But I miss the rock too so much. Well, were there rocking chairs cast in the rock? Well, were there rocking chairs cast in the rock? 
Chairs that yeah, would they move, be or right? benches like every other. But rocking chairs is the. Well, what are you saying about that? Well, I think that's what it's there. It's thrown to like catch somebody on that point, and then that was what you were saying. It's just kind of like, oh, like we missed the rocking chairs, or this maybe the rocking chairs go to that area. So here was why they it, they were there for a very specific reason, because otherwise they wouldn't have happened. Made them yeah. physically a part of the. Yeah. But not, not, not only are they intentional, they're on the outside so you can see those things right. more than perhaps than you can actually see the signs of what print is. So, yeah. exhibition, I think. Exhibition, I think quoted isn't bad either because it isn't really the thing. It's like, or I hate to do yeah. it whole. Yeah. Right? Like there are quotes around it um, rather than. It's almost as if there were a checklist. What are the items that we must. To uh, reminisce, whatever this was, or to exhibit, or I don't even know what it was. Quote. And then they, yeah, or to quote what it was, and then they chose like a couple of items, like we must keep the chimney, we must keep the rocking chair, and then they just kept like a couple of them, and the rest the rock, of them. The rocking chairs are maybe not a key. Right? The rocking chairs are in a way they're highlighting. They're exhibiting oldness. Yeah. But they're doing it humorously. That's why I really, I wonder, I've been wondering about that ever since. I'm like, are they serious or are they kidding? They gotta be kidding if you think about it. That little one really makes it seem like they're kidding. Yeah. I thought it was a Because that's ridiculous. The little one is too little for anyone to really get into. I thought it was a I thought it was a It's like, I'm only child. Or a child. Yeah, you can go with your kids. But these don't rock. I gotta keep coming back to them. Kids love rocking chairs. They don't rock. A rocking chair, the two are an American invention, too, aren't they? But that's the I think they are. Yes, I think they're an American invention. Back, it's like the you know the Sherlock Holmes thing. That, but the dogs didn't bark. <laughs> they don't rock. <laughs> they're not good. They're they're a joke. Well, that's like the whole. They've got to be a joke, right? But it's a verbal joke. That's that's why it's important. Right? It's, a, it's, it's a joke that depends on your knowing knowing the name of it. Makes it seem like they're if if they weren't kidding, if it wasn't a joke, it'd be only a visible thing because it reveals itself. I mean, I thought they were real rocking chairs. I think it's that it only reveals itself really when you, on close inspection, or when you actually try and rock. Because it's if no one if no one's gonna sit out there, then fake rocking chairs will do the job. 
I know. I, I, that seems like there was any Cinematic? What is the word I'm looking for? To, 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 
preserve But it seems like it's it's. I think it's kitsch. It's yeah. kitsch. It's deliberately. It's deliberately showing that it's trying to look like a past thing. It's saying I'm not this thing, but I'm trying to look like it. Ha ha. You're in on this joke with me. That's kind of what I'm just like quoting it. Which I think is also why people reference Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Which is yeah. Yeah. Which is, Associate rocking chairs with the country and wood with the country. You know, it's a subway stop, remember? Right? And it's, and it's on the Manhattan side. It's on the Manhattan Manhattan side, going to Manhattan. Yeah. So I don't think I think the audience would like to take a rocking chair as a symbol of something uh, and recognize the incongruity of it. Rocking chairs to me felt more like age than than country versus city, but I also grew up in the country. Yeah. A porch is country. Yeah. 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 The wooden post is really large. Yeah. 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 That would be the allusion to old Brooklyn. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. It's to when Brooklyn wasn't part of the city. It's an allusion to when, when Brooklyn wasn't yet the city. I, I that's agree with that. Like and it still feels like it's not part of the city. Yeah. I actually, do you have this experience where I, I was walking around and Brooklyn. that neighborhood actually kind of looks like where I grew up, and I had this like very, very strange like, sense of displacement. Like, I couldn't come on. Not like I think that's possible, actually. So let's, let's remove to our rhetorical understanding. So what's going on rhetorically? The root rhetorical side of the board. <laughs> 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 well, now we're part of the city, but we're preserving our identity. Have we decided who's talking to the station? Mm -hmm. But it would be a little bit of a reason because it's the only station. 
Help but feel like it's, it has to be speaking to the neighborhood. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's something like that a lot. The users, the users, right? Who, like you would never go to that neighborhood unless you lived there, right? And not only that, you see most of it. The yeah, impact almost, happens mostly when you're going into the station. I mean, when you're coming out of the station. You can see it, but you have to look for it. But when you're coming into the station, you can't miss it. That's right. You're, when you're going out of the station, you're not turning back to look. So when you're going to it, you're going to it. That's actually very specific, too, because most of the people in our neighborhood have cars. Do you notice that? There are a lot of cars. But what's, what's, that's a change. So what's the city? But maybe because that's they important. wouldn't use those cars to go into the city, and that they, they would like most likely go there and end up like, you, you see it most obviously when you get on the train to go to the park. You see it when you're going into the station. Yeah. So what is what's the nature of the transition from outside? You know, step up onto the porch and then into the... Into the hydrostatic. And then you're going to step up on the train. Well, then you exit and there's the station. But there's they continue some of the patterns of those cars from that crossroad and the wall up into the ground. Different on the inside, on the outside than is on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's because the logs are not continued on the inside. Right? No, but they do still lock and They do still wall you in to sort of your own box of view. Like it's still. Yeah. I think that maybe that's the thing we should be looking at actually: the transition from outside to inside. But that seems to be where the persuasion is taking place. But that turns it around. You could say that it, that every subway station is a series of transition stations. Now we have to account for these particular transitions. So we haven't been thinking about before. Not only more transition stations that have gotten the need to meet, that or that change architecturally as you go from one to the other. Union Square has a big entrance, right? Not yeah. the same. But the average subway is and then the tile is the same everywhere, and the, the style is the same. So this is this is three different ones, right? And they become progressively less referential, less rich, less whatever that word. Right. 
Right, or more if you're coming yeah. back from Coney Island. But we're we're predicated on the fact that you can't look on the back. You don't when you're free the last one you don't look back. So there's that transition. It's also it also is you can come back from Manhattan and if you need to exit the station to the one side of the tracks, you're gonna go through the station. So directionality. Yeah, it just depends on which side of the tracks you need to leave. Yeah. Um, so and of course when you are exiting it, you are also experiencing the porch. You're, you're stepping right. down off of the porch. I think it has more to do with an interior and an exterior. Yeah, I think that's right. And the rocking chairs are inside. I've been in no matter which side you enter. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Because they rack. The rocking chairs, <laughs> it's surrounded itself with rocking chairs. It does continue with the fact that the subway station from outside because the sign is being exposed to anybody in the corner. So it seems maybe even more specifically than the neighborhood, it's speaking to the block it sits on. Because all of the, the projection of all of this is to the immediate block, yeah. and not to anyone using the subway. Because if, if you always use the subway from the other side of the tracks, you could really easily never see it. Well, you can get into the Kitty Coast. Should we go? If you want yeah. from the, going in from the, from the Brooklyn Bank side, you want to go to the Manhattan side. Don't you go up those stairs? I guess go. No, because you can, you can go underneath and then yeah, up the that. stairs. You you would see into it. You would capture a quick glimpse, but you wouldn't be in it. But, but then the question is, do you see the rocking chairs through those windows? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You do. So everybody gets the experience of the whole thing. So now what? <laughs> Controversy. What was it though? What was the problem that that caused it to be there? <laughs> it is an old house. It's been an old house is there for a long time. And they chose to make it into the station house. Um, you're the one who's usually giving us the backstory. Right? I didn't. I actually read the backstory, but I don't want to use it this time <laughs> <laughs> ah. because I don't think it works for our. I, I, I got to have to pay up on some debts then. <laughs> so anyone want to say something or what? Like I'm on vacation, so we sort of got. Um, I think what we got was a cold country and all sorts, and that's sort of an ethos that um, we don't quite have the audience figure out. But we've sort of got an ethos and these particular lines of our. General lines we sort of get with past and present, but we don't we don't really get future. So. No, in general lines I think we do things like inside, outside, that's architectural general lines. Yeah. Um, so future lines. So something is preserved to last. Yeah. 
there any running a subway through our neighborhood is a conflict it's sort of in response to I mean you kind of have to ignore what they did with every other stop but with this one we're going to keep this house and make it a part of the um, adaptation isn't quite the right word but the Tradition being subways destroy old pork barns. No way to preserve old pork barns. Well, look at it from that point of view, though. It is preserving old pork barns. There's the idea of it's creating, well, that's true, but it's also preserving it. It's not knocking it down and it's not letting it fall back. So the preserving is not a bad way to put it in that sense. You're updating is consistent with the ethos of the neighborhood, put it that way, uh, and not an interruption to it. That sort of gets rid of the quote of it, though, because if we're right about that. How is that going to do it? Why is it going to do it seriously when you do it with a joke on robbing the chairs or quotation of closeness? I don't quite follow you into it being a joke. I think that they're just bad at doing it. Which is, I think it becomes the same thing rhetorically. In a way, if you say something sincerely incorrectly or like poorly, it's that's a joke. It becomes a joke. And you could say, you know, it's funny because this came up with the reality not to Aristotle would say that you can't judge a speech by its being persuasive, quite persuading, only by its being the best available under the conditions. Cicero, though, the purpose is to move by speech. It's not to come up with the best arguments that might succeed. It's to succeed. So you can ask yourself about the Demoyne map. You're the audience for it. You're the users of the subway, right? Were you persuaded? But the subway system is only the way to get from one place to another. And has no relation to the rest of the city. Oh, there's a legitimate question. Yes? You're looking at me like I'm are you, are you asking the question? <laughs> well, yeah. Because it comes into this, right? Because, you know, are you persuaded that this is a continuation of, of a traditional thing in the modern world? That sort of assumes a weird audience. It assumes that subway users are the audience. Right. When they think perhaps my neighborhood is the audience. That's fair enough. Yeah. But it does, it does allow you to say it's not intended to be pitch, but it fails by being pitch. Right. Um, I don't think it's formal, formal terms. Well, it's sort of, it rhetorically, it's like, the, 
idea of having Rock Intros does it, but that uh, services persuading you more. Is that some practicality of the LPA being like, well, we don't want anyone to steal them. So, you know, we thinning the appearance of it is. Yeah, but seeking to leave them rocking chairs. There's another way to do it, though. Yes. Like the the decision to leave them rocking chairs at yeah, that point is ridiculous. We can, we, can, we can make it coherent if we said that it's not preserving old Brooklyn. It's preserving the idea of old Brooklyn in the minds of people who were not <laughs> there. Right. Um, but to do that in Midwood. <laughs> well, I don't know. They had a chance to do it, so they did it. seems like the type of argument in a Ciceronian way that you would make when you make it. Like, see, we're going to make this subway stop, but we're going to leave this. But now, nearly 100 years later, you get But, you know, the problem with that is that the chairs, the, the lights on the inside have a different relation to its past than the chairs do. Right, or a different relation to the old than the chairs do. Right? Um, it's not consistent. Yeah, but no. we can eliminate the inconsistency by saying it's outside and inside, and we can put it into that kind of transition. But even then, you're just sort of we're just sort of ignoring the clear inconsistencies, like like that the beams aren't actually holding anything up. No, that's true. And the fact that that the the braces are not trying to be concealed at all. That's why I keep saying quotative or you know, consciously uh, nostalgic. Get a word for it. But if it was if it was if it was truly if it was coherently consciously nostalgic, they wouldn't let us see. That the beams aren't holding anything up. And I think it was quoted, it was, if it was uh, aware of itself as being nostalgic, it would. Right, yeah. yeah. It's not trying to see. 
It seems like it's saying that you can you can live in the city while not living in the city, or the word, or while not looking like you live in the city, yeah. or not feeling like you live in the city. There's something also about putting key strings to this, and so it could be saying something along the lines of we're not destroying. Still not the city. Still not the city. That's okay. Well, also when you're going Manhattan bound on the pier, you look out the window because you see that animation and like the person and stuff like that. I don't know anything else. Uh, so, like there's that mural behind the like metal around that stuff. It's a kind of housing development from the 1890s, maybe, of magnificent private homes. Yeah, hmm? yeah it's, it, you can't believe it's there, right? It was all built at the same time by one developer. And its motto is country and city in Latin, right? So there might be something like that, actually, that this is still the country, um, and that that's the argument being made of that. Still the country. 
and this is still the conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, even, yeah. It's not inconsistent with that argument because the still means consciousness that is on doesn't transition, that the that time has passed. It really yeah. seems like an argument made to the neighborhood by the neighborhood. This would be that kind of argument now. Yeah. It's like a reflective, a self reflective argument. And it is true that it's not a destination stop, so that the only people who need to be here would be people who are living there or have. Yeah, it really seems like the, the work of like a neighborhood council. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do the wrong chairs? Yeah, let's do them. Let's cast them wrong. That would be great. Like, I can't get all I can picture when I was there is like the meeting of the people who decided to do all of those things. Because you know it wasn't one person. <laughs> I think I think that I think that's a good way to look at it. But I, I do think the, the whoever was designing it for the MTA had, had a postmodern consciousness in mind and was aware that it was no longer this the country. But that's that's another that's different. But I think that that might be the point of it. I think that's my answer. All right. What about Hudson Yards? Well, we got to do Hudson Yards because it certainly didn't feel like the country to me. <laughs> But it didn't feel like the city to me either. No. That could just be personal. It, it, it felt like the new New York. Mm -hmm. Like the, uh, the projection of what we're going to make of that. <laughs> well, so did you see the sign on the inside that all pointed towards the High Line? The High Line is this way. I did. It's projecting it's itself it's as a connection to the High Line. I saw a lot of the ads for itself. Yeah, though. the ads for itself that said, like, born and raised in New York. Yeah, it was like where where were those? Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, that's you know there, there were two signs at the top of the escalator, right? One went to the High Line and one went to the Javits sign. Javits, yeah. So it was presenting itself as being in the middle of both. I guess I don't know. But I couldn't find the High Line before. Can you find it? I couldn't see it. I don't know. It's right, right, uh, like above. The entrance to the High Line? It looks like it's over the Braddy Hill Park. It, that means it's no. Not no. Just the Braddy Hill Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you go through the Braddy Hill Park, and then you take a left and you walk like a few yards and then left. Okay. Yeah. It's not connected to the station. I took a while to figure out what was uptown and downtown. I got out of the station. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. And then when I, got, when I went down, I had a little trouble figuring out what was up and down. Yeah. That was the most. Horrifying experience. <laughs> those, es those escalators? It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I initially saw it from the station going up. If I had seen it originally going down, I'm not sure I would have gone down it. Yeah. It seemed to have no bottom. I would, it took me completely by surprise because I had no idea what I was getting onto. And all of a sudden, I had no idea. The length of it seemed immeasurable when you're on it. Completely indeterminable. Was, it was horrible. Okay, so you know the amusement parks, though? Well, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that everything you just did, they didn't apply to this. Yeah, they're, it's, 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 rhetorically, they're shocking me so much. I think they're the space ride. Yeah, this is like Space Man. Yeah, this is Space Man. It's true. It's true. It felt like it does feel like it. It does. It's like Star Trek Center. 
But then it holds like two times at once. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, well, let's develop this for the material drivers of space station, right? They were all the metallic, sort of rounded yeah, yeah. Everything's ovular. Yeah. Everything's ovular. Yeah, yeah, ovular. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why that would be just. Yeah, you could put. It. I think I. I think there's. Oh, yes. Yeah, and with the dividers that turn one light into heat, you know? Yeah. Metal fins, yeah. yeah. It's materiality is more like a permanent materiality. Stainless steel, stone, glass. Glass. Yeah. Steel, stone, yeah, there's mosaics, I mean. Well, no, the, 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 walls, the walls. The walls were these really dark, they were probably granite slabs as you got down there. Where is the They're really dark walls. Where's the glass? Um, well, there's glass looking into the elevator. And then, there's, and then there's glass, the dome at the very top is glass. Yes. And there's glass, like, railways all over the place. Other than ovals, there's, there's that, that diamond diamond structure of mullions that holds the glass in place yeah. on the, on the top thing. There's that diamond structure. You build it under glass on the ovals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you're actually going outside on the thing. The thing that looks, that like opens its mouth up onto the street has like, it's like glass with steel and it has these diamonds that hold the glass in place. And then yeah. those diamonds are repeated in the in the sort of lobby to the station, where which is that they are the roof tiles of the same shape, the right. ceiling tiles. Yeah, the the, um, the entrance thing is, is weird because it's um, it's circleish, you know, sort of an oval with squares or diamonds that are then cut by wires into triangles, but so. It's, Sort of like a circle made of squares, made of triangles, made of lines. It's weird. So circles are ovoids. What's the ovoids? Right. Oh, yeah. So the ovoids are, are, are not. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that would be right, right? Because you also have those circles shapes in, in stone, right. and they're incorporated into a geometric half dome. So they're not. They're not. So the only organic shape is. is Made geometric. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't the other ones kind of warm? This one felt really cold. Yeah. And intimidating. Steel, stone, glass. Yeah. Oh, we'll do it. Everything is curved. It's not all the walls are curved. They're curved like. No, but then there's also the ones with the like different shape. Which is repeated also in the bench of the outside part. Yeah. The park repeats the oval. Yeah. And repeats the S. Where's the S shape? If you go, there's the one in the neighborhood. If you're in that place with the mosaic and you're starting towards the um, Pacific Madness, right before that, there's that, that wall that kind of curves into that. It's, a, it's If you look at it from right the top, it would be a kidney bean. It would be a kidney bean from the top. Oh, yeah, sure. They do, and they do that. It's like the park has a lot of those kidney bean shapes. Right now. Yeah. Aren't the turnstiles arranged like that? Or would the yeah, they're, they're a part of a turnstile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But also out front, there's those uh, steel, I don't know what they are, what they're for. Those cool steel things. I'm thinking that the curve isn't, isn't organic, it's fuselage, right? Yeah, it's not an organic curve. No, it's not. It's a consistent sort of mathematical. Yeah, definitely. It's not like a. Yeah, it's curved the way the sides of an airplane is curved. Yeah. Rather than curved the way someone's hip lying in bed is curved. That would be a that would be an amazing uh, proposal. I'd like to curve this. <laughs> Wouldn't you do that? Yes. Yeah. Well, better yet, what if you had well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Miss Lewis here, so I want to give you some creepy talk like that. Yes. Okay. So we have we have. We, I'm, I want to build up this idea of futuristic because it obviously is. Yeah. But even when you said kidney, I thought of the. And then the circular thing. Um, and I don't know if they're cameras or lights, but they're also like the big sort of dangle, and they look sort of alien. Uh, it's before after you go down the escalators. Close escalators. Yeah. I, I think so. Those two escalators. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't they just carry it down to the yeah, this is a very elevator shaft. You guys don't remember? That's a lighter. <laughs> yeah. Are those some fluorescent lights? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The things around the fluorescent lights. Also, um, yeah, two things. So, also, we, we got in that weird state-like platform-sized. Gallery, we'll call it. Sure. You've got the, the curved walls, the like concave wall, but then flat TV screens that are very a part of it. You've got like t screens alone, which are they're just built for advertisers. But you got screens alone, two screens in pairs, and then three together. And the advertisements are built to run across all three, so it's sort of. Is always in the station, so I don't have to announce there's a train coming or leaving. Uh, 
because there's only two up and two down as far as escalators, so you would still kind of get a um, like bottom up if it was if it was really crowded. But then that that gallery area is huge with uh, with six or eight different ways down to the platform. Yeah, there seems to be a discrepancy. Right, but then like they didn't build the escalators to that scale. They only built certain places to that scale. Yeah, it could go just straight down. They bottlenecked it. Well, but they could run those escalators in reverse if they needed to. I'm not sure they have to. We don't know. Like there was parts of it that were still in construction, or else it was leaking, or there was places where the ceiling was taken out, and like it was, there was water. But you know, I told my friend that I said, "Hop, hop, hop, hop." They said, "When you when you build something underground, you get water flowing." I didn't realize they meant that far underground. I actually believe that it's water flowing. Like it's really, really deep. Why so deep? Yeah. That's my question. There must be a there must be a lot of trolley on the street. <laughs> I don't know why they bought it. Maybe because they're big, like, you know, they're probably built these kind of very, very uh, large platforms, these foundations. So it has to go below the foundation of the building, probably. Or actually, probably, yeah, it probably needs to go under the foundation of the building instead of climbing it. Yeah, because they're planning to do that huge development on something, right? Well, the, the Javits Center is supposed to attract you know, tens of thousands of people to. It does. Once in a while, you see people dressed as a ninja, turtles, and like. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> they plan to have dreams of it becoming a major pop, like around here. Like, I live around the area, and, like, so, on some days, just lots of people dressed up in, like, weird costumes, just lying there, and they're coming back. They do Comic-Con and things like that, though. Yeah. But they, they want to do things like the internationally. Mm -hmm. The automobile show, they, they're stuck with Indian turtles, so... Somebody <laughs> wants to come to New York, do it. Uh, yes. You know, and it just occurred to me that the that gallery level, if you're going so far down, why not go just a little bit farther on the escalator and line it up differently so that you don't need that floor? But it, it creates the bottleneck. If there was, if there were a, a train full of people getting off, the bottleneck is not on the platform. The bottleneck is somewhere else. Mm -hmm.
to look wider. about the train. I mean, when you go from the space station back to Times Square, I mean, you want to know the world. So I think that's not, actually, now that we put it that way, maybe it's not so intelligent. It really is built to bring people to, it's built to bring tourists to that neighborhood, and they'd be getting on different kinds of subway stops. And, or anybody who goes there is going to be getting on a different kind of subway stop. So the change is really dramatic when you get there. And so what are they doing with that? Short-sighted, but then you know the whole system was not anticipating what actually happened. So this all this all seems right. So, so what's, what's the argument? There's a connection between the process of time and the geometry of the whole. No, it was really that where that that steel and glass structure that welcomes or opens up the valley, like <laughs> that opens into the world from the subway station. They they really it seemed like they worked at making the place where it connects to the ground really thin. The steel gets so thin near the base where it's anchored to the ground, and then they planted plants around it so that it looks like it's this really Thin, like tensile bit of steel, sort of growing up out of the ground and expanding into this like geometric idealization of like this weird curvature form. And it seems like like that seems so rhetorical to me because number one, it's it's you see like the picture you're presented with from Hudson Yards or from the Javits Center or from the High Line is this little park with this weird metal structure sticking out of it, and that's all you really see. It's just that. And you see this little, this like hint of what's underneath growing out of the ground. And then you find out that it's, it's, it's this insanely large thing. And what's the rhetorical point of it? No, I do think that it's supposed to feel like organic somehow. 
they're trying to make a they're definitely trying to make a play on 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 organism or or something organic. It feels like an idealization of biology. Yeah. What about the mural? Yeah. The mural, yeah. The mural's like star and yeah, it's more positive. Yeah. I did notice that you took the center escalator down. Shows itself to you as you go up. It, it like it yeah. reveals itself to you. So it's made for in passing. It's not meant for showing. It's not meant to sit around and look at. But why? Why that particular set of motifs? Right. You can't. You, there's no place where you can sit and look at. Yeah. yeah. So it was made to be one set. It was made to be one with stuff. It was made for glass. But why those forms? They're like spirals. Yeah. The deep, the, the deep blue. Okay. Is that your something was making you dizzy? Well, yeah, the height But they're not only spirals, but they're also circles, right? That are just simply circles. They're spirals and circles. Are all of them? An Atlantic 45 is weirdly specific with a purple lantern. <laughs> That's a 45 record. Isn't that weird? Wait. Yeah, I have no idea. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Do we have the, what's the record? I don't know what record. Do you think that's permanently there? There's so much blood. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's out of place. I think they do have a record commission at the. But that seems uh, so strange to. It's like uh, the Jetsons or whatever. Like what the future is supposed to. I think that is something. But, but we're having. But then the, the idea of the future that is. How am I put this? Not unlike that of the High Line. Where there is a kind of idealized garden yeah. aspect to it. Yeah, it makes itself continuous with all of us. The litany, too. Yeah, which is no, yeah, yeah. it's a part of the same gesture. Yeah. Or it's coming from the same place. Mm-hmm. Like time traveling. Time traveling. Like you get up there and you come to the future. But then again, what I felt was, dude, I don't want to come to the future. Don't be afraid. That's the opposite. Don't be afraid of the future. Well, nothing to fear. Yeah, but it's not welcoming. Is it? Did you feel it? No, but I'm of the past. I haven't felt welcome in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the. You have to feel like an airport to me too. Yeah, no or that you now say a spaceport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's right. Because I mean, think about it. If you want people to go to that area, wouldn't you want to like call them to it? None of us. I do. You did? Yeah. Do you want to go more? It, it smells. <laughs> 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 you should go into Times Square. 
Yeah, that, that, there was a definite transition. Yeah, the feelings are like, like <laughs> So we seem to be saying to say that the future is going to be a, a bio a, a biometallic future. Yeah. Biotechnology, that's what they're arguing for. Yeah. 
The way that all of these Chelsea buildings use landscape is the oh same way God, they use yes. steel. They use landscape like it's a material. Absolutely. The Whitney. I can't figure out why the Whitney has plants in Biotechnological. Yeah, no, that could be right. So it isn't. It isn't the cold future of the space station in two thousand one. No, no. They're trying. They're trying to make the argument for how it won't be that. Yeah, I think that could be right. Actually, but it's not. They have a lot that have mosaics, and of course they're tiles. Um, and there are subway tiles on the, on the platform, right? On the side of the wall where the train comes in. It's a tile to use for organic ships. Yeah. Ovoids now would be something different than just oval. It would be, like you said originally, egg shaped. Because they're not, it's not, they're not all oval. Some of the doorways are like skewed a little bit, so it becomes a weird skewed oval. And then there's the kidney shapes, and then like the sort of warped kidney shapes. Well, a lot of curves, you're right. The whole, the whole top down is a giant dome with a circle. It's all curved. Yeah. Even the ceiling. Surface density, also in the That's okay. Bio-ovoid mechanical? We need biomechanical? Biomechanical? I wish we had a word. Biomorphic? Biomorphic technological? Biomorphic isn't a bad word for that, actually. Biomorphic. Techno-biomorphic. Techno-biomorphology. Giving people careers yeah, in mechanics, you know. This is a dissertation. You want a dis you want a PhD? There it is. It's okay. That's it's, the argument. It's the same that. argument that an Apple computer makes. I think. Yes. Yeah. With the light that breathes. Yes. <laughs> and it shakes its head. Right. It's exactly the same argument. You're right. I think that's probably what those guys were thinking. Especially if you're related to Apple, though. It's not inclusive. It's not correctly. It's expensive. Building. It's sanitized in a way. There are certain people. I, I wish you could account for the kind of the building. You can. Think about it in terms of the entrance way, which is there's only one now. In a park. I keep thinking it's insane, and it's like just that those people will be in there. That's a point. It is the terminus, and that is one aspect of it. Is there a second entryway under construction now? That's, that's something I was wondering. Is it I wonder where, where would it go? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It would be like a parachute drop? There's this, There's this really weird sign in the park at the top that said that it was it was operating hours from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. 
which was strange because there was no fence. <laughs> I was wondering how exactly they determined yeah, that. All the parks have those signs. Yeah. But a lot, most of those parks have those, you know, those black metal enclosure fences like they all have in the village, but. It is true that it's a stop. No one goes to unless they're getting on and that and then, and then since it's the Javits Center, the High Line, and condos, and office buildings, that it would be to an extent you could you could but I don't know that it builds anything. But that's just simply the fact that the permit doesn't build it into the actual design of the premises, that it's only for a few people. I don't think it's for a few people. I think, yeah. I think it's if we we're going to generalize, it would be for tourists or some, someone going to something at the center. And the center holds conventions or things over a variety of for a variety of things. So you would want you would, if that were the reason, you wouldn't want to make it too exclusive because you need the ninja turtles for some. If you look at it as the MTA speaking, it is interesting to put such an extravagant station on the corner stop of one mile. Yeah. That's why it's good. Way out of proportion to any other station existing. Tourist thing, though, we could, we could formulate differently and say international, right? Because I, I, I too, call them tourists, but I'm not a member of the Chamber of Commerce. An international hub. It only looks like a commerce. I think the distinction between the fact that it does not really reference old public subway stations um, means that it's in a way presenting a face that is different from the people that's for sure. I remember taking the subway in Washington, D.C. They have escalators too that are pretty impressive, but not as steep as that. And they have those really massive tunnels that are domed with that sort of like geometrically formed concrete. Yes. It seems like, and it looks like the future looked like in the 80s or the 70s. <laughs> in about 30 years, people are going to be like, have you seen that station <laughs> under the Javits Center? It looks like the future looks like in 2010. Yeah. Well, I think that, that has to be true. They definitely turn their backs on classical subway stations. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm wondering if the emphasis on the single line comes from the MTA's sort of possible confusion on how the L became such a major single line in the past and they're sort of anticipating a continuation of that movement. Mm -hmm. the, the L, all anyone that I hear who talks about the L, all I hear is Nowhere. Yeah. Because that was a lot of people's like, knowledge. They just moved that 
is the symbol of the change in New York City. Yeah. Look at the old L station as you get further out. And they were really let their own down. Well, that famous picture of the, of the whole subway pond with covered with graffiti that says, I can't believe I hit the whole train. That's on the L train. So that was, that was the L in the 70s. So, uh, the I think that's fair enough. But what are we saying about uh, so the MTA saying what? Because I think the MTA is obviously the speaker in this case, right? Because they're trying to determine we're, we are able to keep up with New York. Matter rhetorically, unless it was known to be publicly privately funded, I don't think it is. I don't think, I don't think the station is built for people who live there or are substantial in the neighborhood going up as some residential place. I think because they know from experience that any subway will do. different it is from every other stop sets it apart for tourists and out of towns. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think specifically international. But, but the airport vibe is, is like that. I think international would be, would be the ethos. I'm not saying that it's actually... Yeah, yeah. Turning its back totally on the New York City subway system seems like it has some. It seems like it's it's making a statement about New York not being an old city. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I also think that the the people who are going to live there are not going to be New Yorkers. New Yorkers. Yeah. That's 
that New York has as much of a future in, in technology and yeah. San Francisco, it, it feels like Silicon Valley jealousy. That's what the whole thing feels like. It feels like what Seattle's doing, too. But this has a the biomorphic element, which is not quite nearly technological. No, it's, but it's, it is trying to make us comfortable. It's trying to say that technology is good, is natural. That industry is not It's na not good, but natural. A little, not in the small scars, but a little bit like that. I don't even know what it's going to be for that structure that they made close to the 9 11 memorial, the new thing. It's Change the Times Square into the seven train. That's still the same old platform that the seven train always was, yeah. and I guarantee it didn't train change any of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. So that all the money was was projected to people who were making a transition from the old to the new New York, and that must be what they were thinking of. And those people would be tourists. Name for those sorts of people. Condo owners, I think, is what they were. International money. Yeah. yeah, with the prices, maybe. Okay, I don't know if that was rhetorical or not, but it was interesting. Fascinating <laughs> <laughs> juxtaposition. So, which one's better? Yeah. Obviously. Obviously, Avenue 8, Avenue we're going to get a vote for Avenue 8. We should, we should create a club. <laughs> <laughs> Admirers of the Avenue 8 subway stop. <laughs> <laughs> we meet once a month on the rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it something. Moonshot. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, wait. What are we doing next week? You want to do those photographs? I don't have an idea. Anyone want to do anything else? What do we want to do next week? Take your photograph? Do you have a photograph? Take your photograph? Do you have a photograph? Pick out two photographs. Myra. Myra Rowitz. Are they up somewhere? No. Are they up We'll send them to you all. We'll send them to you all. They're not up there for no money. So we just have to. That's fair enough? I'll send you to you. Okay, so 
machine that's sending two pictures and all the words, but they're going to use this computer. Okay, we'll do that. And then, and then we'll figure out what the next week is. All right. Thank you. Thank you for going to those crazy subway stops. <laughs>